The Red Zone Report Live is brought to you by POV Sports and Entertainment, the makers of Josh's Jacks, the Stefan Digg lines of hot sauces, and Josh Allen's Coffee. Enjoy the show. everybody to the red zone report i'm your host izzy as you know it is awfully blue in here and you know what it should be it damn sure should be buffalo bills won this weekend and the rest of the afc east lost for i believe the third week in a row so i'll take that and enjoy the fact that we are now afc east champs for the third straight year we are now in control of our own destiny we win next week against the bengals we win the the week after that against the uh, patriots and we have the number one seed locked up. Uh, beating the Bengals is very important because if they beat us, they hold a tiebreaker over us. And if we end up the same record, they take the number one spot unless the Chiefs are also tied. And then it goes conference record. So, yeah, we we have some some scenarios to look into. But as of right now, the state of the AFC East is it belongs to us. We own the East. Now, uh, the Dolphins today, uh, in typical to a turn the ball over form, Dropped another game in December. They are 0-4 in December. And they are doing their annual choke. Choke their way out of the playoffs. That's what they're doing. That's what they've done the last three years, if you include this year. Uh, Gary Park in the comments says, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and all the rest of the built-in Buffalo family and all the viewers, everybody. You know, appreciate all you guys. Kim Boomhauer comes in a very, very Merry Christmas. And Feliz Navidad, Izzy. Thank you, sir. Uh, Happy Victory Week. And AFC East champs. You damn right, man. And we didn't even need any of those teams to lose to make us champs. We just had to, you know, win our game. And being in control of your own destiny is really important and a beautiful thing to to, to be able to achieve. Um, a lot of these teams in the AFC East, they, they kind of were too. But the Patriots have a good defense and their offense is terrible. And the Dolphins, they have a, a very good offense, but their defense is pretty terrible. And the Jets have a really, really, really good defense, top five, in fact. But their offense is, is is not very good without a decent quarterback. I mean, when they had Mike White, the Jets are, are actually a very formidable team. But Zach Wilson in there, or Joe Flacco, it's just, it's just not it. So the Bills with Josh Allen and the way that this team played this weekend was – was really good. We we went there. We handled the Bears thirty-five to thirteen. Some fans are out here complaining about 
this was a, a, an ugly win. I was like, how do, how do you win by 22 points? And it's ugly. I, I don't see it. Five different guys scored touchdowns. My buddy's sitting here like, people are saying that stuff. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you guys had five different dudes score touchdowns. I'm like, I know. He's like, what are they looking at? And I'm, I'm like, dude, I don't know. Josh had three touchdowns. Uh, you know, two passing, one uh, one carried him by himself. Devin Singletary and James Cook had a day. And, you know, we're going to get into all that stuff. Uh, we got some more comments here. It said, Tua said it snows in Alabama. I live in Alabama. It's 18 degrees and no snow. Uh, I lived in Alabama for six months when I was in the Army and AIT at Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville. It snowed half an inch that winter when I was there, and it was gone the next day. It was like 58 degrees the next day. So, yeah, it was – Saying it snows there is true, but disingenuous. It's not a, it's not a thing really. And if they hear the word snow, they shut stuff down, just like here in North Carolina. And we're we're quite a ways up from Alabama. So, biggest regular season game in Bills history coming up. Uh, definitely recent history. This is this will be the biggest game in I'd say the last twenty years for us in the regular season. Uh, Bills versus Bengals is going to be highly important, and we'll talk about that. Uh, one more big hurdle, but can't sleep on the Patriots. No, you, you can't sleep on the Patriots ever because, you know, they could come out and have a really good game or we could shit the bed. It is what it is, bro. And that's my little brother right there. Literally, my brother. So, Choppy, I love you. Merry Christmas, bro. Uh, Bengals is going to be a battle. This Bengals game is going to be a battle. Um, I think that we are actually built to beat the Bengals. Our defensive line is stout, and their offensive line is kind of suspect. Uh, we got Trey White back, you know, so being able to guard T. Higgins and the guys is going to be a little bit easier since he's back in the fold. Uh, if we didn't have him still and we were relying on Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam, and Xavier Rhodes, I might be a little more hesitant to to express confidence in that. But with Trey White out there, and every week he's looking to be better and better and better, and he should have had to pick this last game, but DeMar Hamlin kind of slapped the ball down, not realizing Trey was right there. Uh, Trey, Trey's looking better and better, you know, as you would expect for him to do progressively get better coming off that ACL, um, and building up confidence that he can, you know, plant and move and shift. I think that the bills are, are, are really capable of, of winning this game and winning the rest of the games all the way through the Super Bowl. So hoping for it, praying for it. Let's go bills. Let's see. Huntsville will get a little snow, but it doesn't last. No, it doesn't last at all. Like, like I said, it snowed one day. The snow hit the ground. The next day it was 55 degrees, 58 degrees, and there was no more snow. All that matters, Buffalo Bills won. They can do it. Hey, the Bills can do it, and the Bills will do it. Just got to believe that stuff. My brother comes back. Merry Christmas, too. Hey, Merry Christmas, bro. I love you. I live in Mobile. Yeah, it's a little further south. That's that's closer to the coast than Huntsville. Huntsville is right at the top by the Mrs. Uh, the uh, Tennessee Valley, Tennessee River Valley. So yeah, it's uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a difference there. Uh, personally, um, Huntsville was an alright town, Army town, but you know, it did snow like a little bit, and that it wasn't much. Uh, Say so we will beat the Bengals double digits, no problem. That's confidence. I hope so. So want snow, come to Buffalo. Hey, if you if there's one thing you definitely want, it's snow. If you go to Buffalo, you're gonna get it probably. It's just this year's been heavy. Like uh Buffalo, it snows in Buffalo quite a bit, right? Let's, let's not let's not fool ourselves. But this year's been crazy. Uh I'm in North Carolina and we were expecting a little bit of snow. We haven't gotten any yet. 
maybe in January, but yeah, the, nothing compares to to the Buffalo Rochester area when it comes to snow. That lake effect comes through, and it hits hard. It hits hard. And we got to see the Bengals in Cincinnati, and they get it too. They get some lake effect snow there too, uh, coming off Lake Erie. Uh, we'll see what happens during that game, though. Like, if you look at all of our games, they're all in cold places here at the end of the year. We played in Buffalo. We played in uh, New Jersey. We played the Jets. That was earlier in the year. Uh, we just played in Chicago. Cold as hell. This week, we play in Cincinnati. It's going to be cold as hell. The week after that, we play in New England. It's going to be cold as hell. And then when we get to the playoffs, you know, it's it's all cold-weather teams unless the Dolphins and or the Chargers make it, but they won't be hosting any games. They'll be wildcard teams. So, Everybody's going to have to play in cold. Uh, the leading teams are Buffalo, uh, the Bengals, the Chiefs, all three cold-weather places. But the one division leader right now who is not a cold-weather team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. That would be interesting because, you know, if the, the Dolphins sneak in there and they're the seventh seed, they won't, they won't see the Jaguars. They're going to see the best-seeded team, which would be the number two seed, which would be the Chiefs. Uh, and that, that slaughter would be – Brutal, in my opinion. I think the Dolphins will get smacked in that game. Uh, who else is, is in there? The, the Jaguars are coming on late. That's crazy, right? Just no one would have thought the Jaguars were going to be as good as they are this year. That's that's really cool. Oh, oh, the New England game's in Buffalo, so we already beat them in New England. Still cold as hell. Like either way, if we play them in New England or in Buffalo, it's all cold. Like we we just frigid in December. And I'm all for it. You know why? Because this team's going to have to play the playoffs in the cold. And then the Super Bowl is going to be in Arizona in a, you know, climate-controlled environment. But, dude, I'll take it. I'll take all this. Give me the cold weather. Let the Bills run through these playoffs. Anybody who wants to come to Buffalo and, and see us, they're going to have to they have to beat us at home. And that's not an easy feat in Buffalo. Uh, let's take a look at the game that we had. Though. We played the Bears. Uh, I already said the score. We, we won 35-13. to 13. Josh didn't have the greatest day, you know, 15 to 26, 172. Not a great day, but also not terrible. Two touchdowns, two picks. Um, one of the picks was oh, the one where he's trying to hit McKenzie. And he just totally didn't see number six on the, on, the, on the Bears defense going up to get that INT. Uh, it was it was kind of weird seeing Josh make that mistake because usually he's really spot on with noticing defenders in his peripherals. But you know what? He missed that one, uh, and it is what it is. Josh Allen, 172, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He also ran one in. The running backs, though, were really the star of the game for the Bills. Devin Singletary, 12 carries, 106, 8.8 yards per carry, one touchdown, and a long of 33. James Cook, 11 carries for 99 yards, nine per carry, one touchdown, 27 was his longest run. He was one yard away. I don't understand why they couldn't just give him one more carry, but you know what? That's not the priority. Priority is winning the damn game. Josh Allen, six carries, 41 yards, 6.8 per carry and a touchdown. Isaiah McKenzie carried one as well on an end around, or it wasn't an end around. He was in the backfield uh, for six yards, and Naeem Hines took one for, for two yards. All in all, a good day rushing, 254 uh, yards on 31 attempts, 8.2 per carry. One heck of a day running the ball. Uh, also, receiving, because Josh didn't have that crazy day, you know, the receivers didn't either. But, you know, Gabe Davis, three catches, uh, 48 yards or 45 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Dawson Knox, three catches, 38 yards and a touchdown. Diggs, two catches, 26 yards. He's he kind of he's having a little lull here towards the end of the season. But Stefan Diggs, 
is, you know, he's being doubled. He's being targeted. And so other guys are going to have to, you know, carry their weight. Also, Josh has missed him a couple times when he's been open, but really, what do you, what do you, what do you want him to do? You know, he's got to, you know, go with what he sees and that's it. But still, winning the game, most important thing. The defense, Tremaine Edmonds, nine tackles, five solo. Matt Milano, six tackles, four solo. DeMar Hamlin, six tackles, four solo. Uh, Milano also had a pass defense and a, and a QB hit. Tredavious White, one pass defended, five tackles, four solo. Saran Neal, five tackles, three solo. Ed Oliver, four tackles, all of them solo. And he had a couple passes defended. So he's putting his hands up. Shaq Lawson. And these guys are out there, and they are hunting. They are not playing any games with these other teams. They're going and getting tackles for losses. Defensive linemen are getting pass defend, passes defensed in their statistics. It's it's really good. It's really good, and I'm loving it. Let's see, either Casey, ooh, either Casey, if we lose versus Bengals, they would play them. Uh, it really depends, right? Because in the playoffs, the division champs will play the wild card teams. So if we lose to the Bengals next week and Casey loses a game and we all end up at a three-way tie, it's going to be a conference record deal. So we'll see. Number nine, Brisker. Okay, he's the guy who, who intercepted the ball. I, I'm really bad with the numbers, man. They cook, look, cook, uh, cook looked great. Yes, he did. Uh, Josh will be on him next week. Watch. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. So Josh will be on. Okay, you said it twice. And I'm glad Dorsey didn't abandon the run when it was working. Absolutely. Look, the uh, the Dolphins abandoned the run a couple or last week when we played them. They probably shouldn't have. They were still getting four yards a pop in the second half. Um, but, you know, they were getting eight in the first. So there's a drop off there. The Bills made adjustments in that, in that game. Uh, but, yeah, the Bills went in there. They dominated Chicago. Chicago's defense did well enough, I guess, to stifle some of our offense. But all in all, good weekend for uh, for the Bills. Especially in the run game. What up, gang? How you doing, Bobby? Welcome to the chat. All right. So, talk about the Bills and the Bears. Let's go ahead and see the statistics from the Dolphins game. I'll pull those up right now. It's hilarious that they lost. I love it. Box score. Boom. All right, so uh, Aaron Rodgers went in there, and he didn't play like the Aaron Rodgers that everybody expects, as he hasn't been all year. He was 24-38 for 238, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, his QBR was 31.1, and his passer rate was 78.6. So uh, not a great game for Aaron Rodgers, but good enough to win. Uh, A.J. Dillon had 11 carries, 36 yards. They didn't rush the ball well either. It was actually a stink fest from the Packers. Uh Aaron Jones, 6 for 25. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 7 for 18. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers out there running the ball because his guys can't get open. Uh, his, his his best receiver was Alan Lazard, who had a really cool play when he uh, he actually blocked three dudes at the same time. And he sat there and he counted them out. He was like, one, two, three. Yeah, pretty, pretty intense game. A lot of hard hitting. Two a... Uh, Put up, you know, 16-25, 3-10, one touchdown, three interceptions on the last three drives of the game. Tua literally choked this game away for him. Three drives to end the game, three interceptions. Tua turned the ball over, has returned. And, yeah, it's 
I'm all for it. I've been telling people all year. Look, the Dolphins, they, they might look good in the regular season. They, they'll look good all the way up until it's time to earn that playoff spot, and then they're going to choke it away like they have, and they are doing exactly that. Raheem Mostert, eight carries, 45 yards, 5.6 a carry. Why didn't they run the ball more? Why did they abandon the run? They did it again this week right here. Had an effective run game. Uh, Jeff Wilson had nine carries for 37 yards, four a carry. And they ended the day, 18 carries, 82 yards, 4.6 per carry, and a touchdown. That's not a bad day on the ground. It's not a bad day on the ground, and they just abandoned it for some strange reason. Makes no sense to me. Tyreek Hill, he went off, five catches, 143, and a touchdown. Or uh, Waddle, uh, Tyreek Hill, four catches, 100 yards. They both went off. But everybody else, 25 yards, 24 yards, eight yards, four yards, three yards. They had their two monsters do what they do, but only one of them scored once on an 84-yard pass which is probably mostly ran by the receiver and yeah they just they shit the bed as they usually do their defense they played well well enough to hold the Packers to the measly stat lines they had but man it's it's exciting to watch this stuff let's see what else we got here for real for real I hate that big 97 can't stay healthy we need his energy the next two games if it's me I'd like to have him. Jordan Phillips is a is a good guy to have out there for you, but personally, I'd prefer to have him for the playoffs. That's when that's when I want that big man energy. Set him down. Let him let his foot heal. I mean, how that defense put something on them fish. Yes, they did. They were they were going after Tua, and it looked like he hit his head on the ground. It looked like he hit his head on the ground. See, so yeah, I seen that uh, Tua fish sandwich. Yep. Tua, <laughs> yeah. Got my boy over here laughing. He's, he's pretty been pretty controlled this whole show. <laughs> Loved every moment of that. Hey, we all did. No confidence in the RB, bro. They, and their running backs were doing their thing. Their running backs, again, one was almost six yards a carry. The one was, was over four. I don't understand why they weren't running the ball. But you know what? They're not my team, and I hate them. So good for them. They suck. They, they suck. I'm going to say it right now. I can't wait till Wednesday when I watch the uh, AFC's roundtable, which my guy Dan Mitchell's on that show, um, and we see TD Finn's talk. Have to eat shit, <laughs> just eat it. Get your get your big get your big two of fish sandwich and just eat it. I remember last year, I think uh, one of these guys lost a bet and they had to eat tuna fish, uh, or they had to do a a, a a smoothie, and it was tuna fish and. Orange soda. It was gross. It was nasty. So you get past the Bengals and then the rest, or, or then re, uh, get past the Bengals, then rest and get that extra week when we secure the buy. So yeah, we we can't just rest unless the uh, Chiefs lose one too, right? We can't rest the starters against the Patriots if the Chiefs don't lose one, right? Because they're tied with us, but we have the tiebreaker because we beat them. So we have to end at least on the tie with them. Now, if they happen to lose one and we go over there and we, you know, kick the crap out of the uh, Bengals, then we can take that last game off and not have to worry about it. But I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see that happening. They almost lost to the uh, Texans, though. So that's, that's a tough one. But the Texans had three good games in a row where they, they lost to the Cowboys. They gave them all they could handle. Then they lost to the Chiefs, gave them all they could handle. And then this past week, they beat the Titans. Like they beat the Titans this week. Ryan Tannehill's out for the year, but I don't think that Ryan Tannehill should 
not not having him should hold anybody back from beating the Texans. It's crazy. I said Raiders too. Yeah, hey. There's, there's some teams in the, in the playoff hunt right now, and it is an interesting dynamic to say the least. Uh, let me go ahead and check out that Jets game, see how that went down. Whoa, the Rams are smoking the Broncos 44-14. to Yeah, that's a, that's a damn shame. <laughs> Jaguars and Jets. Oh, that was on Thursday. I remember that. Let's see. Box score. Give me that. Trevor Lawrence went. I he had a he had a good game. I mean, he had sixty six percent of his passes, two hundred twenty nine yards, no touchdown passes, but he was efficient and effective against the Jets defense, which is more than you really ask for. Their their defense is awesome. Uh, Zach Wilson nine of 18, 92, zero touchdowns, one interception. He just looks terrible. His QBR was five point two. He wasn't even better than his backup, Chris Strevler, who was ten of fifteen for ninety yards. And his passer, his QBR was 72. Like, it, it was night and day when they put Strevler in. Strevler's not even a passer like that. He's like budget Tim Tebow. And he went out there and played a better game than Zach Wilson, who was a first-round pick, second overall to the Jets a couple years ago. And he looks like crap. He looks like trash. He looks like the worst quarterback in that draft class. I I, I would cut ties with him after this year. Uh, you know, Trade him. Get what you can get for him. If you can get a fifth or sixth-round pick for him, get your pick because that – that, that boy is hot trash, just garbage. Get him out of there. But that's not my business that they want to maintain that and keep sucking. Keep it up because I hate the Jets too. Uh, Shrevler was their leading rusher. Holy shoot, man. They, whoa. Okay, the Jags defense came to play for real. Shrevler was their leading rusher, nine carries, 54 yards, six per carry. Ty Johnson had two carries for seven yards. Michael Carter, two for six yards. Zach Wilson, one for one yard. And Bam Knight. Six carries for negative two yards. I thought he was supposed to be their savior in the backfield. Nope. Garbage. Receiving, Michael Carter, five for 44. Tyler Conklin, four for 34. C.J. Uzama, one for 30. Garrett Wilson had four catches for 30 yards. That's it. That Jack defense came to play. Came to play for real. Let's see. One, two... Three sacks on the day for the Jaguars defense. They, they they were not out there taking any prisoners. They were out there to get after that ass, and they did. The Jets got pounded in that game, nineteen to three. Like that's look, that, nineteen points isn't a lot of points to put up in a game, right? But when you win nineteen to three, that's an ass whooping. I don't care how you measure it. That's a that's a whooping. That's a beating. So take you take a little whooping, and uh, keep it moving, Jets. And then we have the Patriots game. Where is that game? Pass, where are you? Freaking suck. There you go. Patriots versus Bengals. Box score here. 22 to 18. They had a chance to win it in the end. I remember watching that. And they they don't have the offense to do it. They just don't. And I actually was kind of against my Buffalo Bills fandom rooting for the Patriots to win this game, to give the Bengals that one game back that we would need, that, that extra cushion, because they're 11-4. and four, The Bills are 12-3. and three, right? If they beat us, we'd be 12-4. Uh, and four, They'd be 12-4. and four. But if they lost to the Patriots, they'd be 10-5 and five right now, and we wouldn't have to worry about losing to them as much. Uh, we'd still have to worry about the Chiefs, but, you know, not, not the Bengals. 
See, Jaguars been averaging about 30 points the, the last few games. Yeah, the Jaguars have been turning it up. A lot like the Lions. The Lions have been, you know, outstanding. They, they got a coach you can't help but love in Dan Campbell. Jared Goff's having a season. Looks really good. Uh, for anybody saying that McVay was the guy who made him, uh, it's looking like that's not necessarily true. I mean, McVay does have an offensive scheme that's awesome, but this year hasn't looked very good. And Jared Goff is going off. So props to Jared Goff and doing his thing. Um, but the Bengals and the Patriots and Joe Burrow, you know, 40 of 52. Dude threw the ball 52 times, 375 yards, three touches, and two interceptions. He was sacked twice for six yards. Not too bad. Usually he gets he gets he gets hit. Mac Jones, 21, 21 of 33, so right around 65%, 240 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He actually had a decent game through the air, but you know, just not enough. And they were one dimensional this game. If you look at the running stats, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, it was 13 carries, 30 yards, 2.3 a carry. That was a pretty, pretty terrible day. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had an end around, looks like, for 29 yards. Kevin Harris, one for three yards. And Mac Jones, one for one for negative one. I don't know how that's not a sack unless it's a QB design run, which it could be. Also, the fumbles. Like, these guys fumble the ball a lot in this game. Like, if we're looking at fumbles, Ramondre Stevenson fumbled twice, lost one. They didn't lose any but that one, but they put the ball on the ground a lot, and that halts your offense in an instant. Like, you have to go back and find the ball, jump on it, and hope that, you know, you can maintain it. And you're not going to win games that way. All in all, the Bengals just overpowered and outmatched the Patriots, as was expected. So, yep, Lions too. Hey, glad we're on the same page, brother. And Bengals, they have a good team, but they will give up 30 any given Sunday. Yeah, especially against a team like us where we put up points. You know, they have Eli Apple out there. He's not guarding Stefan Diggs. It's not happening. It's not happening. The AFC East is Buffalo's, and this was one game where I could say I hoped that the Patriots would win. Not that I was rooting for them, because when they lost, I definitely still had some some happiness in my heart. And it, it hurts to ask them to win a game because I don't ever want to see them win. But once once the division's out of the way, I'm looking at the conference. I'm looking beyond the division, looking at what's going to put us in the best position to win a Super Bowl, and that would have been for the Patriots to win. That, that would have given us the, the easiest path to that. Does it matter? Not really. We still have our own destiny in our own hands. As long as we went out, we get that by. We can rest our guys for that week and really plan on whoever we're going to play, which is going to be the lowest-seeded team from that point forward. So if the Chiefs are the second seed, we won't see them until the AFC Championship game potentially. Or if the Bengals are the third seed, same thing. We wouldn't see them until the AFC Championship game if they won. So let's say the Bills, the Bengals, or the Bills get their bye. The Bengals and the Chiefs win their games. They would play each other automatically. Whoever whoever else won would see the Bills, whether it's the Jaguars or whoever else is there. Or if say the Chiefs get knocked off, we still wouldn't see the the Bengals until later on. So, and I am just glad that the the NFL is shaking out this way. And I'm not really one to kick somebody while they're down, but you know what? Dolphins fans, take that. Just take it. Hold the L. It's what, four in a row? Enjoy. But, man, the real Dan Kelly. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas, Dan. We got to get back on our show together. Make sure to leave a like and don't forget to subscribe. Yes, please, everybody. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. If you're seeing this on Twitter, retweet it. If you see it on Facebook, share it. If you see it uh, on, uh, on YouTube, share that, too. You know, I, I do my best to put the, the links on my Facebook and my Twitter. 
holler at your man. I love having you guys. I love being able to do these shows for you guys. State of the AFC East. I mean, from the, for the rest of the year, it's going to be the Bills won the AFC East, but just commentating on the potential for some of these other AFC East teams to get into the playoffs, which there is still some potential for the Patriots, Dolphins, and the Jets. The Dolphins pretty much going to have to win out if they want to make the playoffs. That's just that's just the reality for them right now. They, they're pretty much going to have to win out. Uh, right now, they are the seventh seed. But if they lose to, I think, the Patriots they play next? Or, yes, the Patriots they play next. If they lose to the Patriots, the Patriots overtake them. Pretty sure. Uh, and then the Jets, they still have a hope, but I'm not seeing it. This is, this is going to be tough. I mean, if, if the Titans uh, can win the rest of their games and the Dolphins, Dolphins can't, the, the Titans could overtake them potentially. It's a very interesting playoff scenario with the Dolphins. They have the Patriots and the Jets left, and the Jets smoked them 40 to 17 last time. And you can say, oh, they didn't have Tua. No one cares. Tua doesn't play defense, and the Dolphins' defense couldn't stop the Jets. And I think they had Zach Wilson when that happened. Oh, no. Was it Zach Wilson or was it? I believe it was Zach Wilson who went in there and pounded them, pounded their tuna. Is what it is. See, our run game worked well against a bad D. How will it work in Cincy? So since he's D is is okay, but against them, we'll probably pass more because their corners are suspect. You want to tailor make your offensive scheme or your, your game time you know plan to correlate with who your opponent is. Hey, the Bears defense is trash. So what do we do? We just ran it down their throat. The uh the um the Bengals pass defense isn't that great. We'll just go through the air on them. That's it's just a strategy for me. If Mac Jones can go out there and put up 230 on him and a couple touchdowns, the Bills offense should be able to go out there and handle business. Uh, I think the Bills versus the Bengals from a betting boy, I think that the Bills will beat the Bengals 31 to 27. That's my prediction for that game. 31 27 Bills. And then the Dolphins play the Patriots. And that is in Foxborough, and the Dolphins spiral down the toilet will continue, I believe. I think that the Patriots beat the Dolphins 21-17. And then who the Jets play? Let's let's go ahead and see this nonsense. The Detroit Sissy Nose. Yeah, those guys. My buddy's retarded. Love them. Dolphins and Patriots play each other, and then the Jets play... Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, yeah, I think that Gino's going to throw the ball all over him, get that revenge, and call it a day. I think that the, the, the Seattle Seahawks will beat the Jets 17-13. to 13. And those are my AFC East predictions going forward. I think the Bills win, Patriots win, Jets lose, Pat- uh, Dolphins lose. Patriots find, their, find themselves right in that playoff spot. They'll probably be the last seed. They'll see KC and get destroyed, and that'll be a wrap for them. Hey, the crazy part about that is that the Jaguars can probably beat either one of the Chiefs or Bengals if they get going. Yeah, you're right. Look, the, the, the Jaguars are playing good football. Their defense is playing better. They have one of the worst defenses in the league. I think they were 27th before this last game they played against the Jets. But they have gotten better over the year. They were so bad at the beginning of the year. And they have picked it up and gotten better. I think that the that the uh, Jaguars are getting hot at the right time. 
And with the way that the chips are falling, the collapse of the Dolphins, the collapse of the Jets and the Patriots just is helping them in their case. Plus the uh, the Titans collapse. The, the AFC got weird at the end here. Like it, it, there were a lot of teams and people were like, oh, snap, you know, you got the Bills and you got the Titans and you got the, the Colts were supposed to be good. You got the Chiefs and you got the Chargers. You got the, the entire AFC East was in the playoffs at one point in time in the brackets. Uh, you know, the Bills had a little bit low in the middle of the season and they picked it back up. And then the Chiefs, you know, they've dropped a couple of random games here and there. And the Bengals started off 0-2, but now they've won 10 of their last freaking – or 8 of their last 10. I mean, it's it's crazy how the AFC has changed over the course of the, of the season. Like, earlier in the year, the it was clear to everybody that Baltimore is winning the North. No. No, they looked like crap the last couple weeks. And Ravens might not win this next game. They, it looks like Lamar's not going to be playing. And Baltimore plays – where are they at? Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh goes into Baltimore and, you know, Kenny Pickett playing fairly decent. That, that game's a toss up to me. It's a toss up to me. If they had Lamar, I would probably lean towards the, uh, the Ravens because they have that explosive guy who can run, you know, when needed Huntley Huntley's okay. He, he can, he can do that too, but he's just not as dynamic as Lamar is. Uh, I think that Huntley Reeves defense is better, but I think Lamar operates within his offensive space better. So there's that. This is the game Stefan Diggs goes off. I think so, especially if they have Eli Apple on him. Stefan Diggs is going to eat that boy's lunch. He's taking the whole box too, and you're not getting it back. He's taking that man to school this week. Man, I'm a little gassy. But yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, when it comes to Stefan Diggs eating, he, he'll probably have a good 140, 150 yard game. I'd say two touchdowns. See, not even that close from what I see. Yeah. You you may disagree with my score prediction there, but I'm being a little lean because Joe Burrow's he's that damn good too. Uh, whenever we talk about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, you got to throw Joe Burrow's name in there, and. That, I think that, you know, he does more with less at times. Granted, he's got more weapons, but as, that offensive line is garbage. It is garbage. Also, they don't run a lot. They don't run enough, in my opinion. The um, the Bengals have a good running back in Joe Mixon, but because the offensive line struggles so much, they don't run the ball so much. And that that's going to be a detriment to them because then they become one-dimensional, and a team like the Bills is going to be able to overtake them. We have my uncle, my actual biological uncle, my Uncle Bobby. Love you, uncle. Pops, he uh he raised me throughout my high school years and was always that father figure I needed. Luckily, in my life, I had this man, Robert Hernandez. Uh, much love to my uncle. God bless. And tell Kelly, Dominique, Emma, and Lee, I said, hello. I don't know, you're probably in Florida right now, but just want to make sure I say hello and get, get you in my comments here and show my uncle some love. Best man I've ever met in my entire life. He is the role model that drove me to be the father that I am. So, love you, Uncle. Tennessee lost Tannehill. Tough road for them. Yeah, they lost Tannehill. Malik Willis is a little wet behind the ears. He still has to, you know, develop. And I think that he is a project quarterback, a lot like Josh Allen was. But I don't know if he's got the same skill set as Josh Allen. He, he's, he's got an arm on him. He's got a cannon. And he can throw the ball accurately, but is he going to be able to read NFL defenses? 
Uh, that's going to be that's yet to be seen, and that's an issue with almost all young quarterbacks coming out. Look at Zach Wilson, all the talent in the world, but dude couldn't read a defense to save his life. It appears, you know, JP Lossman was the same thing for us. Like dude, dude could, did a rocket; he could launch it eighty yards downfield like Josh Allen can, but he just had trouble reading the short field and getting the ball out accurately to his receivers. Roy Collins with the Christmas trees and the thumbs up. Hey. And then Mike Green, remember how the Dolphins barely beat a depleted Bills secondary dealing with over 100 degrees? Okay, so this right here, Mike, is what I was telling Dolphins fans when they beat the Lions, I think it was. They had beaten the Bears, the Lions, and some other crappy team. I forget who it was. I can look it up. I have it here. But they had beaten these teams, and I was like, you guys are proud of beating bums like not to say that you should be proud of, of a victory right be happy that you won but you didn't beat anybody good you know, houston there we go they beat houston and then the week before that they beat where's miami oh They were by they were the bye week, okay. So they had the bye week between the uh, Houston game and the why am I having a hard time spot? There they go. Cleveland, there we go. So it was the Bears, the Lions, the Browns, and the Texans. Right, so they go in there and they beat all the teams, right, that are garbage on their schedule, right? And then when they beat us earlier in the year, we had literally six of our starters on defense, minimum, not in there. If you include Trey White, I think it's seven. We were missing Poyer. We were missing Edmonds, I believe, in that game. We were missing Jordan Phillips. We were missing Ed Oliver. We were missing Micah Hyde and Tredavious White, like, Literally more than half of our defensive starters were out that game, and we still only lost by two, while half of our players were getting IVs and having to take, like, ice baths on the sidelines to keep cold because it was 120 degrees on our side of the field. I told them, like, the only team that you've beaten this year is us and the Ravens, and the Ravens' defense was depleted when you played them as well. Everybody else you played is trash on defense, all bottom 16. Right, so back half of the league in defense. When you guys get to the real nitty gritty, and you guys have to beat a real team, it's it's not going to happen. You guys are going to get trounced by some team, and it just so happened to be the Niners. They saw that real defense for the first time, and the Niners destroyed them. Like, it wasn't close. I mean, I was happy about it, you know, because you know, to hell with the Dolphins. But I told them, I was like, look, this this is the, this is the beginning of the end. Then they went and they saw the Chargers. They stayed in California. They didn't even have to fly back and go back. There's no jet lag, none of that. They saw the, the, the Chargers in L.A., got smacked there too. Then they come to see us. And they get smacked there too. Let's see, Week 15, I believe that was. Yep. Now, we didn't destroy them, but we beat them. Right? They lost. And then they lost again today. Good for them. 
We love you. Go Bills. That's my, my uncle right there. Love him to death. Love that man to death. See, Dolphins fans thought they won the Super Bowl when they beat us the first time around. Yeah. Look, they were like, we're taking over the East. We're doing this. And then Tua gets hurt the next game. He should have been out the rest of the game against us. We should have beat them regardless in that game. Right? Josh Allen had a couple of Aaron throws. He looked like he was suffering from the heat, too. He had Isaiah McKenzie in a corner. He hits him, touchdown, we win the game. But you know what? That's not what happened. We lost the game. You got to take that L. Got to just accept it, move on, and that's exactly what the Bills have done. Three losses, still only three losses on the year. Eight points was the difference in all those games combined. Two against the Dolphins, three against the Jets, and three against the Vikings. We probably should have won all three of those games, but shoulda, woulda, coulda. We are still a number one in the AFC, and we are still in line for a first-round buy in the playoffs. So let's go get it. Let's go win this conference. Let's go to Super Bowl, and let's destroy whoever it is we see over there. I don't care who it is. Let's go, Bills. Merry Christmas. Go, Bills. Respect. Love you, Freddie. And two or three picks in the second half. No, 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 no. It was three picks back to back to back the last three drives. The score was tied at 20 to 20. He throws an interception, right? And Rodgers takes him on the field. They kick a field goal. They kick the ball off to the Dolphins. He throws another interception. They drive down. They kick another field goal. The Packers kick the ball back to him again, and then he throws the game-sealing interception to the Packers. Three drives in a row. Just choking. Just, man, it was it was beautiful. And I didn't get to watch most of the game because – I took my my wife and I took my family to the super, to the uh, Super Bowl. Wow, uh, to the movies, and uh, we watched the new Avatar movie. And when I got out the theater, my brother was like, "Yeah, the Packers keeping interesting, but the Dolphins are winning." And I was like, "All right, cool." When I get home, I'll check it out. And when I got home, I was like, "Oh, let me just look at these highlights." And man, Tua did not disappoint me at all. Made me super happy. Let's go. Yeah, man. They were in the second half, so your, your comment's not incorrect. But the way it happened is way more important than just the fact that they were in the second half. It's just, oh, oh couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And that's true. Tua, Tua seems to be a very nice guy. Um, there was a video that came out where he, he thanked the Buffalo community, the Bills Mafia, for when he had his concussion and we all donated to his foundation. So, you know. This is all in good fun, just sports rivalry, having a good time talking crap about, you know, the Dolphins or whatever. Uh, we don't hope any of you guys get hurt, but, you know, if you do, you know what Bills fans do. We donate. If you disrespect us, we donate. No matter what, we donate. We drop funds to help communities. That's what the Bills fans are. This is a, a team that represents the city of good neighbors, and that's exactly what we are. We are good neighbors. We'll tell you, F your team, and then offer you a cheeseburger. That's just how we roll. Bills fans are the best. We just are. The Bills are the best. They just are. So you know what? Let's go, Buffalo. Let's get some more of these comments. It's classic considering how much crap the uh, fraud fans were talking. Dude, they've been talking so much. And now that they're, like, floundering, <laughs> after floundering, they, they, they want to blame the refs and they want to blame – you know, this, that, and the third. Some of them are holding tight. Some of them are like, the Bills had, had these excuses of the heat and injuries. 
we played in week two. We can't have that. So they're like doing their best to not hypocrite, but some of them just can't help themselves. It's awesome. Uh, what's your take on the Bills at Bengals Monday night game? Bills are favored by one. I think the Bills win that game 31 to 27. I said a little earlier, and I don't think you were in here yet, Freddie. But um, yeah, I think the Bills take that game. I think that the Bengals offense is good and they're going to get theirs. Jamar Chase is good. He's going to get his. Uh, unless we start hammering them early, that's my prediction. Now, it could be a blowout either way if one team gets off to a really hot start. Thing is, some teams have gotten off to a hot start against the Bengals and then they come back, which I think could happen. I think that the Bills in the first half could rattle off 21 points and you know be up you know 21 to 10 at half. And then the Bengals storm right back, get to 27, and then the Bills, you know, get their 10 points and, and you know, win the game 31 to 27. That's how I see the game playing out. Uh, I think that they're both good teams. I think they're both uh, playoff-worthy teams. They're both championship, you know, caliber teams. But I think that the Bills are just on another level at this point, and the Bills are getting hot at the right time. And even though the Bills have made mistakes in these games, I think that the Bills are the team that can survive those mistakes, as we've seen. Josh, you know, had – Two, two interceptions in his last game, but he had three touchdowns. He was able to overcome the mistakes, and that really is what makes a team that damn good, and that's what the Bills are. They're that damn good. But So that's my, my take on that. Uh, I also said the other scores, too. I think that the Patriots are going to be the Dolphins. Uh, I think I said – I don't remember what I said. I know I thought that I think the Jets are gonna lose as well. Uh I said they're gonna lose 17 to 13 or something like that. And the 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 Patriots will beat the Dolphins probably 20 to 13 or something like that. I don't see the 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 Dolphins doing much in, in Foxborough. And you can say the cold's not affecting them. I think I think it did. I think it did, especially their defense. I think that the Dolphins might run all over them, or that the Patriots might run all over them. And the Dolphins are not going to be able to run all over the Patriots, and that's going to make their, their offense more susceptible to sacks and stuff like that. We'll see. They did beat the Patriots in week one, which, you know, is a thing. But So who do I think will make the Super Bowl from the NFC? That is a toughie. Right? And, it, and here's why. The Cowboys are coming on strong. They just beat Philadelphia. But Philadelphia is probably the favorite. They also didn't have their quarterback. They had Gardner Minshew in there. But Gardner Minshew is definitely – a quarterback who probably could be starting in the NFL right now. I think that if Gardner Minshew goes to the Jets, that would be scary for me. Because Gardner Minshew does not take a long time to throw the ball. He's accurate. He makes good decisions. I think that Gardner Minshew could be somebody that the Jets target. If they don't want to take somebody in the first round or second round, they can send a third or something like that for Gardner Minshew and, you know, unload Zach Wilson and let Gardner Minshew and Mike White fight it out for the job. That, to me, would be one of the scarier propositions, is having the Jets acquire – a decent quarterback who isn't going to lose you the game. That's 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 what would make me the most nervous. So uh, the Eagles are tough. They just lost a closey to the uh, to the Cowboys. The Niners are starting to step it up. They're looking really good. Um, the Lions are good, but I don't think their Cinderella story ends in a Super Bowl. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Uh, the Vikings, I think, are playing with fool's gold. I think in the playoffs they're going to get their – their shit dismantled. They'll probably be the second seed. Uh, they'll probably see Dallas, or no, they'll see the last seed. So they will see Dallas in the second round of the playoffs if they both win. 
Man, let me look at those standings here. This is because I don't want to give an uneducated guess. Uh, playoffs. NFC as of right now in the playoffs is the Eagles, the Vikings, the Niners, the Bucks. The Vikings and the uh, Niners have both clinched their divisions. The Eagles haven't yet, but it's kind of a formality at this point unless they lose out and the Cowboys win out. Then, but both the Eagles and the Cowboys are in. The Buccaneers are in there, but they're garbage. Uh, and the Giants and the Commanders are still in there, but the Seahawks they they might you know sneak in there. We'll see. Man, that tie is really is really helping the commanders out right now because if they didn't tie and they lost that first game with the Giants, they'd probably be out of the playoffs. But because of that tie, uh, the Lions sneaking in. Yeah, so it's, it's between the Eagles, the Niners, and the Cowboys that we'll see in the Super Bowl. Those, those are the three teams that could actually do it. And if I'm a betting boy, my money's on the best defense, and that's be, that'd, be, that'd be the Niners. Uh, so I think it could be the Bills and the Niners in the Super Bowl, which I actually like the Niners a lot. They they they're like my second favorite team. I love their colors and their their uniforms, and I've always loved Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. So they've always been my second favorite team. If they play the Bills, it's screw them. And if we see them in the Super Bowl, it's screw them. Let's go Bills all day every day. But I hate to see the Niners in the Super Bowl because I I wouldn't want to see them lose one. I'd like to see the Cowboys. I would love to see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And serve them up something cold. We owe the NFC East some some Super Bowl L's, and we can start with the Cowboys, and we can you know, they they can cycle back through, they can cycle back through. But yeah, that's that's what I think. What are the odds of the of the Raiders or Broncos actually pull off upset against KC? Um, I think the odds are better for the Raiders because they have better receivers. They have Hunter Renfro and uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, Derek Carr, for some reason, against them plays superb. I don't know why. I don't know how, but he does. Uh, I think that I think that the Broncos are just about done. And Nathaniel Hackett, he might as well start cleaning his desk out now. That's a that's a wrap, son. They wanted Aaron Aaron Rodgers. The Packers denied him stupidly, by the way. In my opinion, they should have just let it go because Aaron Rodgers got two three years tops, and you did nothing to support him. So, in my opinion, you should just let him go. If you're not going to do anything to support him, there's no reason to have him. Right? It's like having fish in a tank, right? But then you don't have a filter or a heater. Your fish is going to be miserable. It's going to be dead in a week, right? You have to have to have what you need in order to get it done. And I don't think that that they do. Um, I think that that if they if the Packers had gotten rid of uh, Rodgers and sent him to the Broncos for their two first round picks or whatever, it would have got them. They could have invested in a wide receiver in the first round to help Jordan Love, who has looked good in a couple of play in a couple of plays here and there, who's rumored to be gonna rumored to be asking for a trade this offseason. That's another guy. Like if Jordan Love ends up on the uh, on the Jets, he's been in a in a LaFleur offense this whole time behind Aaron Rodgers. The perfect spot to send him for his own sake would be to the Jets, where they have Garrett Wilson, CJ Uzama, Brees Hall coming back next year. Michael Carter. They've got freaking uh, Corey Davis. They've got more. They've got they've got a team on offense. That's another guy who has been in a Lafleur offense for four years or three years now. This would be his third year, I think. Now, behind Aaron Rodgers, you send him to the Jets. The Jets all of a sudden become scary, right? That becomes a team that you really got to watch your back against. Like, 
that this offseason is going to be wild. It's going to be a crazy offseason this year. I'm here for it. You know, like, I don't mind competition. I've been saying the Jets are probably going to be the team to compete with us going forward. I don't think it's going to be the Dolphins, choke artists. I don't think it's going to be the Patriots. Uh, I think that Belichick's done. He's probably checking out after this year, next year. Um, wrap that up. It's over. Uh, I think that the Jet, the Bills and the Jets are going to be the teams to compete for the division going forward for the next few years. Um, and if they get a quarterback, mm, yeah. But the Raiders, Raiders got a shot at beating them. The Broncos don't. I know I answered that question with a long rant there, but uh, the Broncos, I mean, if the Broncos do it, then it's kind of KC overlooking them, trap game type deal. But I don't see it. I really don't. Uh, I'll say if I was to count on one of those teams, it would have to be the Raiders, but I wouldn't count any of those teams, which is why I would say the Bills need to win out. We just need to win out. We can't afford to sit here and play with them. We can't, we can't afford to sit here and, and pretend like, like it, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It really does. Wow. The Rams crushed the Broncos 51 to 14. This is wow. Yeah, that, that's the Broncos we're talking about. This lost to the Rams, 51-14. to 14. Not a chance in hell. Not a snowball's chance in hell. Wrap that up. But, um, yeah, guys, uh, it has been my pleasure to do do this and be here for you guys. Reds and Reports, State of the AFC East, and actually kind of went into the State of the NFL. The whole NFL is crazy right now. As of right now, the entire NFC East is in the playoffs. Technically, the Cowboys can still win a division. So that's where we're at. Everybody, it has been my pleasure. And uh, yeah, the show's over. I'm going to go ahead and hit my outro. And it has been my pleasure, guys. Have a good one. Let's go, Buffalo, baby.